guys. Welcome back this week. Today is a date with Kate, which means that you are just going to be hanging out with me today. And we are going to be deep diving into a conversation that we have been talking about on social media to just bring everything in one place. I think what I love is that when these topics um, get a lot of traction on our social media, there's a lot of stories and a lot of interaction, but then they disappear, right? And even if you save them as a highlight, you don't go back and listen. So today we are going to be talking about it. Um, kind of conversation style, and just as a reference point for you um, with some links that are hopefully helpful in the show notes as well. So the conversation we're going to be talking about today is um, let them wear shoes with a question mark, and this came up from one of you guys when you asked in our question box, is it okay to ask your guests not to wear their shoes in your house? And I gave a little bit of my personal insight and experience and a story. And then that kind of spiraled into you guys sharing your own experiences and feelings on the topic. And what that really showed me was there are so many, so many feelings about this and so many different uh, cultural norms and expectations and so many things that the everyday host um, or guest might not even think of, but is critical for us to have in mind. So I'm going to be taking all of that, turning it into a conversation that hopefully will be an incredible resource and tool for you today. And let's dive in. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable. And sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. If you are looking to buy or sell your home, then this is for you. If you are looking for a real estate agent that is hungry, committed, and accountable, then Emily White from the One Team of William Ravis in Connecticut is your go-to real estate agent. Emily has lived in Madison, Connecticut for 29 years, has recommendations for local home improvement, vendors, and daycare just to list a few. She's professional, determined, innovative, and shows genuine concern and care for her clients. Do you want to know how much equity you've gained in your home and what it's worth in this crazy market? Emily will do a free comparative market analysis for you. Ready to reach out to Emily today to start the process of selling your home or finding your dream home? You can reach her at 203-710-0202. And be sure to follow her on Instagram at Emily Lovejoy White for everything you need to know about things to do in the Connecticut area, home renovation tips, and of course, market updates. Man, well, uh, we moved a lot as kids, and one of the places that we lived was uh, with my grandpa, with my grandparents, and they were very, very traditional, and they worked very hard for everything they had and wanted to keep everything very nice, and so there was a rule in the house. Um, one of the rules was that you couldn't walk in certain rooms, and then the other rule, even on top of that, was absolutely no shoes in the house. And it was just one of those given things. You walk in, even you know before we lived there, anyone that entered the house, um, you took the shoes off um, in the garage. So that was very much a part of my childhood. And, um, you know, just an expectation that would have never been questioned. And then we moved to Thailand and it was kind of taken to the next level. So, you, you know, you have that kind of... Um, very strong value of a household rule. And then we go to Thailand, which is, you know, where this thing is deeply ingrained in culture, not just individual households. 
to the to the point where it's hard for um, us as Americans to even comprehend it. But when you go to the dentist, you take your shoes off on the sidewalk, like outside the building before you go in. When you go to a religious institution, a church or a temple, you take your shoes off and all of the shoes are gathered outside of this building before you walk in. And it is such um, a cultural disgrace to challenge or to do that. I I don't think I've ever seen it challenged, but it, I mean, it wouldn't be allowed. And what... I see in both of these situations is um, there's nothing with malicious intent. No one's trying to hurt or offend anyone. There is just a very deeply rooted value. And what happens is when we go to um, someone else's house or someone else's institution, there are these rules and expectations that as a guest um, is important for us to be aware of and know how to navigate Um, But also on the flip side of that as a host, um, to understand where our guests could be coming from, too, if um, value or expectation that we have is foreign to them. So a lot there, a lot there. Deep breath. Okay, let's backtrack just for a second and talk about the situation, what we are actually diving into today. So here's the deal. Some people's homes, the household rule or the household value is to um, be barefoot in the home or what people call or refer to as sock feet. The expectation is that shoes are taken off in the garage or in the mudroom before people enter the main room of the house. The other side of this situation is that some guests feel uncomfortable taking off their shoes, um, don't have never experienced this kind of household rule, or there is a medical condition or some kind of reason where uh, they don't want their feet exposed. Okay, so there's a lot of moving pieces here. And what I hope to do through this, as silly as it may seem, is to create a level of understanding for the guests and the host to eliminate offense. Because what happens is with stuff like this, like let them wear shoes or our guests allowed in the refrigerator. People act the way that they know, the way that they were taught and are familiar with, and the way that align with their lifelong values, but it can create unspoken offense when misunderstood, right? And I saw it time and time again. You know, I referenced what I could imagine it would be like in Thailand or even my grandparents' house. If there was a guest that walked in the house with shoes on innocently, right? Like not really knowing the unspoken rule of the house. Um it was almost lingering offense that, you know, lasted later in the day because this person wore their shoes, right? Um, And so by having this communication and by having um, clarity and ways to navigate it can just eliminate that because guys, you know, (laughs) it was funny to me to think about uh, creating an episode all around this. But when you really think about it, something like this can sever a relationship when there is that offense, right? And so I don't want shoes, wearing shoes, not wearing shoes (laughs) to be a reason for that. And so I want to talk about it so that um, we could be better prepared. So an episode I recorded a very, very long time ago was called It's Common Sense or Is It? And in that episode, um, I dove into this thought that I have that common sense can't exist. And the reason I say that um, was just because of everything I've learned through living with in so many different houses, so many different people growing up, um, through living in different cultures. We all are very quick to say it's common sense, but we can only define that 
as what we know from our own background and worldview and experience. So instead of talking about what the common sense is here, I want to actually debunk why each party thinks the way that they do so we can approach situations with a lens of understanding and a lens of grace instead of this lens of common sense. Because I could really go on a rabbit trail, that's the expression right here, (laughs) Um, about common sense. But I think that holding on to common sense as a culture and um, using this terminology and really using it as like a pillar of our relationships um, creates more harm than it does good. Okay, moving on from that, (laughs) let's talk about the people that... um, value having sock feet in the house, okay? One of the main reasons that people value having bare feet or sock feet in the house for um, both the members of the family and guests, usually it revolves around cleanliness, okay? So these people value having clean floors or, um, you know, the things that shoes step step on all day, they want to keep those things outside and not have the germs coming inside. Another thing that dozens of you messaged was that you have crawling toddlers. And I had never thought about this, honestly. I was so thankful that you shared this because it opened my eyes to something new too. And guys, think about it. If somebody has a crawling toddler where their hands and feet are on the floor uh, as you know, and you want to encourage that. That's a good thing. And then inevitably they're taking their feet, they're taking their hands, they're putting it in their mouth. That's pretty gross to think about. And so as a parent, well, I'm not a parent, but if I'm considering a parent that has crawling toddlers, I could totally understand that and why they would want me to take my shoes off, right? Um, Also for my grandparents, whether someone agreed with it or not, they had a very high value on cleanliness. Um, My grandma had immaculate floors and it was something that people admired in her house and made her feel very comfortable in her own space, which is important, right? It's important that we feel comfortable in our spaces. And so by having people take their shoes off outside, it maintained that. And so she didn't want to make people uncomfortable. She just wanted to maintain something that she worked so hard for. Um, and so there's the crawling toddler. There's the value of cleanliness. There is the whole concept of germs, which, oh gosh, I <laughs> can't even think about it too much. But when you think about truly where your shoes have gone, um, I can relate. Okay. So I'm sure there's more. Um, actually, the last note that I had was cultural. So Um, germs, cleanliness, cultural norms, um, and toddlers, crawling toddlers. Now let's talk about the flip side for a second, people that feel uncomfortable taking their shoes off. Um, Now, my first thought when I answered this on social media was I could think of embarrassing times, let's be real guys, where you know your shoes stink (laughs) and you know taking taking them off is only going to make the problem worse. So that was my first thought, you know, of a reason someone might not want to take them off. And guys, how humiliating is that? So there's the whole stinky feet problem, which we've all been there. We all can understand that uh, from both sides. But then I was so thankful for some of you guys that chimed in to even expand my understanding. So someone said, and guys, we're talking about feet here. So let's (laughs) laugh, giggle if you need to, but um, I just want to dive into it. Someone said that their uh, parent just got bunion surgery and that it was uh, they had to wear their shoes for like stability and strength. I don't fully understand the condition, but um, I can see that. I know that my grandma, I'll have to ask my mom, um, had some kind of condition where she had special shoes. And it was 
a whole production to get her shoes off and get them on. And it was hard enough in the context of her, her her own home to face that, yet alone have to do that in front of other people. Um, actually, so interesting. I just made the connection that she had to wear shoes for her medical condition. Ooh, I just had a family epiphany. <laughs> that was in her later years. Oh, my Mimi. Um, okay, so medical condition. Um the stinky feet thing. Oh, and then other people brought up the truth. You have someone who loves fashion. Um, you can understand. Someone said that they choose their shoes as an accessory to pull together a whole outfit. And that is a huge value for people, right? And before we judge, let's picture it, you know, let's put this in the context of things that people value. Okay. So value conflicts or understanding people's values. Um, And I remember in Thailand, that was so hard for me. Shoes really almost didn't even matter because you take them off, right? And so there's not a huge emphasis on shoes, but there for sure is in America. And so having people take off their shoes, um, you guys know if there's someone in a very beautiful dress with high heels, it could almost look awkward when they're walking around barefoot. It's like the outfit is like half finished. So I can understand that side too. Okay, so we can understand where both parties are coming from, right? Um, I think someone else chimed in and said, it's just plain weird. Like, it's just weird to walk around someone's house barefoot. And again, if you think about it, if someone's household rule was that you could wear your sneakers until bed, um, I could totally understand that because they have shoes on their feet all the time. So what do you do about the situation from both sides? Um, there is a wonderful article, a very simple but wonderful article about shoe etiquette um, that I read before this and I'm going to attach. But what I loved about it is it said the first thing is to just ask. Know yourself enough to know that if you are someone that's uncomfortable with taking your shoes off um, and it's a deal breaker for you, um, to ask the host either, either before the event so that you could bring a pair of slippers or socks with you or just to ask before you go in the door, if you don't mind. Now, the second thing to do is (laughs) people, I've probably gotten some pretty alarmed look over the years. Um, I always keep socks in my, my purse, my pocketbook, whatever you call it. Um, a neutral color socks that I'm not embarrassed of, you know, they're not dorky. They're not like silly. They're not cheesy. They're just like a sophisticated pair of socks that if I need to resort to it, um, I could take them out and cover my feet, especially in the winter in New England. I like to do that. So ask first with as much notice as you feel comfortable with. Um, Someone else said that they have sock. uh, No, no, no. How do I say it? Car slippers. So they have a pair of just like, you know, those super like slim slippers. Um, They sell them in like cute little bags and everything too. They just keep them in the car if they need to do it or if they need to use them, right? Okay. And um, in addition to that, um, my grandparents had a shoe rack outside where all of our shoes were uh, were kept. And they had all of our guests walk past it as they walked into the house, um, which was kind of like an unspoken can you please take off your shoes? Now, a lot of people were able to pick up on that, but understandably, some people didn't. So some of you guys said that um, there were little signs that you guys saw in people's homes that you respected, little things that said, like, please take off your shoes, or um, I'm sure there's other creative ways that you could find on Etsy, like Etsy signs to say that. Something pretty that matches your home decor that isn't too, like, aggressive (laughs) to just put there um, to instruct 
your guests. Now, I have personally never seen this done, but a few of you guys said that you have, where hosts actually wrote on the invitation, please come prepared for sock feet, or please leave your shoes at the door, things like that. Um, Again, I've never seen this done. I could imagine that it would be interpreted a few different ways, but at least the message would be out there, right? And with anything, kindness always wins, Uh, gentleness wins with things like this, um, and just instead of saying no shoes, no shoes allowed or whatever, uh, things like come prepared for sock feet or fuzzy slippers will be provided. Now with that, um, I love all of these examples I'm able to give, um, because again, your worldview, your experiences are going to teach us different things. Um, someone said that you go to a friend's house and they actually have a basket of socks wrapped in a little pretty ribbon, um, at the door so that guests can take one, um, as they're entering the house. Um, to put on their feet, which I thought was so cute. And guys, you can go to the dollar store. You can go to TJ Maxx and get a 12-pack for, of, sh- of socks for $4 <laughs> um, and tie them in a ribbon and keep them by the door, which I think is a very classy, very uh, generous, thoughtful way as a host um, to incorporate that as well. In Thailand, actually, you know, we could talk about hygiene another time, but <laughs> at the truck stop bathrooms, you have to take your shoes off. And so they have community slippers by the bathroom to walk back, go into the stall, come back, and then you swap with the next person. So that's another, <laughs> that's a whole other topic, but the offering of an option, I think is what I'm getting at, is a very beautiful and very thoughtful thing to do um, as a host. Okay, so let's just kind of summarize, guys. We don't have to go into this too much in depth. But as a host, if your guests don't want to take their shoes off to understand, maybe there is some level of embarrassment there, right? And maybe there could be a grace period given to them. Maybe there is a medical condition that actually prohibits them from being able to take take off their shoes, you know? And there is a grace that we can give to our guests with that, right? There has to be some level of wiggle room because if we are dealing with people and dealing with community, um, people are complex, right? And so it's very good to have values, very good to have house rules and boundaries, um, but also with any level of relationship, having grace too. Um, Now, as the guest that may not want to take off your shoes, understanding that um, when it comes to a host that has these values, it can be cultural and culture runs very, very deep for people. And so they don't want to offend you. This is just the lens through which they see the world. Or maybe it is germs with a toddler. And guys, if you can imagine a parent with kids getting sick all the time and things in their mouth, like you can have grace for that, right? And so as a host, having the grace with maybe making an exception sometimes. And for a guest, maybe having some grace and keeping your car slippers um, in the car or your socks or learning to ask before. There are things that we can do to, for the sake of relationship and for the sake of not creating offense. Um you know, just these little grace things too, um, for the sake of community. That's what I was getting at, right? Well, guys, thank you so much for everyone that chimed in on social media to give your experiences and your input and your perspectives. Uh, I value them so, so much. And I'm sure some of you guys heard your own examples given in this episode. Uh, We have so much to learn from each other, and I had so much to learn from all of you. And I will attach those articles if you wanted to learn even more about shoe etiquette, 
with hospitality. But you guys know that I um, announce all of our podcast episodes on our Instagram page at Gather Intentional Living. And I would love for you to continue the conversation there uh, with your thoughts and experiences and maybe things that you took away that you're going to start implementing in your own hospitality. Now, if you guys loved this episode, if it was valuable for you, um, it would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review and something written even goes so much further, uh, just so other people know to take a seat at the table. Um, it really does help, guys, more than just making the podcast look good. It does help boost the algorithm of the podcast world um, and gets it seen a little bit more, which I, I would love, you guys would love more people at the table. It's always a good thing, right? Well, guys, thank you so much. This coming month, you will not believe who we are welcoming on the show and the conversations that we are going to have. So be sure to subscribe and stay tuned. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. We have a trending alert. Dates have entered the snacking game. Not only do they taste like caramel and are full of antioxidants, they have more potassium than a banana and are low on the glycemic index, so it's a snack that won't make you crash. Julie's is changing the dating game, one medjool at a time, bringing you fresh dates straight out of California in sustainable packaging that will certainly make you smile. What we love about Julie's is not only are these juicy dates perfect for any snack, they are also great in energy bites, which is my favorite way to use them, straight in the food processor with a little coconut, and I can attest to the fact that they taste like straight bites of delicious caramel. You can also use their syrup as a replacement in baking, on your yogurt in the morning, or any way that you would use standard refined sugar. Go ahead and get your own Julie's at Julie's, J-O-O-L-I-E-S dot com and use Gather 20, one word for 20% off.